Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Glory to God. Good morning, church. Good morning. You know, I'm so glad, I'm excited on your behalf that you didn't miss church today, despite the rain. Because God indeed has a word for you, just like Pastor said. Hallelujah! Please have your seat in God's presence. Praise God. I do not take this honor for granted. Thank you, Piosh, for the opportunity. I give God the praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word this morning? So, it's the fourth Sunday of the five Sundays of glory. And the theme is um, shift. Shift. How many of us are trusting God for a shift in our lives? I don't know about you, but me, I am trusting God for a shift. Hallelujah. All right. So, um, our text is taken from Psalms 23 and verse 4. Please, let's put that up. And please let us read it in concert. Psalms 23, verse 4. It says, yeah, though. Let's read. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. Just say a word of prayer. Um, oh, Father, we thank you this morning for another time in your presence. Lord, I ask that you anoint your word in the name of Jesus. Take all the glory this morning in the name of Jesus and be exalted. Be exalted, be lifted up above all our worries all our challenges in whatever circumstance in the name of Jesus thank you heavenly father be exalted be lifted I oh be lifted above all the gods we lay a crown Christ be exalted Lord take all the glory in Jesus name we have worshipped amen hallelujah hallelujah so I chose for a title this morning out of the valley out of the valley hallelujah out of the valley So there are mountains and there are valleys. Mountains are up high and valleys are down low. Mountains and valleys in regard to a man's life represent the ups and downs of life. Take that again. Mountains and valleys in regard to a man's life represent the ups and downs of life. 
For instance, when things are good, we naturally feel good. When things are good, rosy, everything is going well, everywhere good. And there's an actor that says that. Everywhere good. You know, maybe at your workplace you were promoted in a year, in a year. Maybe like three times. And each promotion came with a raise. <laughs> Will you not feel good? You naturally feel good. You are happy. Life is good. Or maybe in the last three years you have been winning contracts. Any contract you bid for, you win it. And the least of all those contracts that you have won in the last three years is 150 million. That's the least. You feel good. You feel on top of the world. That's the mountain experience. You feel that life is good. God is good. Morale is high. You're happy. Praise God. But when things are bad, you feel down. You feel maybe once in a while depressed. You're not happy. Morale is not high. Business is not booming, you know. And they ask you, how are you? How are you? How is everything? We are pushing. We are pushing it. We are pushing. We are pushing. God is helping us. Maybe you have financial struggles, struggling to pay your children's school fees. For a child, in a term, you're paying three times. For a child, in a term, it's financial struggle. Or maybe health struggle. Hallelujah. That's the valley experience. The valley experience is full of challenges. It's full of challenges. So life in itself is full of ups and downs. Most especially the life of a Christian. Full of ups and downs. It goes like this. Like that. The life of a Christian is full of ups and downs. Let me show you something in Deuteronomy 11, verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 11. Look at that. Please put it up. New King James Version. Don't give me King James, please. New King James. It says, but the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys. Now, what that scripture means is that the, the, the purpose and the promises of God for your life is not just about the hills alone. It includes the valleys. It's not just rosy. It means that, you know, when, 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 when uh, 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 things are good, when you are well established, God has finally settled you. You know, you are living a life of fulfillment. You will still have challenges. As long as you are in this world, you will have challenges. Jesus was telling his followers in John 16, 33. He said to them, in the world you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Jesus was giving them heads up. Don't worry. Oh. Don't be afraid. Oh. Don't fear. I have overcome the world. It is part of the package. That was what Jesus was telling them. It is part of the package. Hills and valleys. So the life of a Christian is full of ups and downs. Okay, so let's see how that plays out 
in Psalms 23, verse 1 to the end. Psalms 23. You know, Psalms 23 is the summary of the life of the, of the righteous man and the way God leads him. It's the summary. Now, look at it. Verse 1, verse 1. Let's go from verse 1. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. That's the righteous man talking there. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. It means that the Lord is my caretaker. The Lord is my guide. The Lord is my provider. It says, I shall not want, I shall not lack a thing. Verse 2. He makes me, that's still the Lord. He makes me lie down in green pastures. What does it mean? What does green pasture mean? It means a good life. The Lord gives me a good life. When your friend tells you, oh my friend, I am relocating to Canada. I am in pursuit of a greener pasture. It means that he is in pursuit of a better life. Green pasture represents a good life. So the Lord makes me lie down. He gives me a good life. He leads me beside the still waters that speaks of peace. The Lord gives me peace. Peace everywhere. In my workplace, I don't have trouble with my, uh, with my uh, colleagues. I don't have any trouble with my boss. My boss is very peaceful. In fact, in my business, my business is going smoothly. Everything is working just fine. You know, business is going well. I don't have any problems with my investors. My investors are very peaceful. They, are, they don't give me pressure at all. As in, uh, uh, peace everywhere. When I get home, my husband is peaceful. My wife is peaceful. My children are peaceful be peaceful. Everything is peaceful. He leads me beside the still waters. Next verse. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. This is a righteous man. And everything that has been happening for the righteous man, it is the Lord. He, he, the Lord. It is the Lord. So everything has been going smoothly for the righteous man until verse 4. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now things are not good anymore. You will notice that in that scripture, it is said, the Lord leads me through the valley. No. Said even though, so I have come to realize that Christians naturally they don't like that part of the valley. No, they don't like to accept that part of their calling. They don't like it when things are rough, tough, unbearable. They begin to complain against God. They begin to question God. I carried my baby for nine months only for me to lose my baby at birth. God, why? Why? I lost my job. I've been faithful. Why? I've been, I've been, I, I've been faithful to God. I've been faithful to God. I've been serving God. I have served God all my life. But each time I, 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 I'm close to, to, to hitting a big break and I just lose it. Keep losing opportunities. God has refused to bless me. I don't have anything to show for you. Look at, look at the unbelievers. They, they are boiling. They begin to complain against God. Maybe you lost your job. Or maybe you lost a loved one. You say, God, God is wicked. I prayed. Ah, I prayed. And from there, some lose their salvation. They stop coming to church. They stop believing in God. Because they are walking through the valley 
of the shadow of death. Eh? But Proverbs 4 verse 18, it says that the path of the just is like the shade, shining light. It shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Things are supposed to be getting better for us. We're not supposed to have a better yesterday. Mm. It is true. You know, that scripture reminded me of uh, this song by Domwell. It says, um, God, God is God is good all the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. Through the darkest night, his light will shine. So when through the darkest nights, God is not good again. He says, his light will shine. So what Christians do not understand about that scripture, Proverbs 4, 18, is that the, the, the part of the just, the real parts of the just going forward must pass through the dark times. And when he passes through the dark times, the light of God will shine on his path. And by the reason of that light, he will receive understanding of the time and season that he's in. And he will receive strength and comfort for that season. And then the light of God will not help, will not help him to navigate his way out of the valley. His light will shine. That's what they don't understand about that scripture. So it is not that you are you are, you are having or you had a better yesterday. No. It is just that the valley experience is a crucial part of your progress in the journey of your faith. Isaiah 43, verse 2. It says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When it didn't say if. When you pass through, because you must pass, you will pass through it. So when you pass through it, I will be with you. When you pass through the fire, it will not burn you. You will pass through the fire. So you, you must pass through the difficult times. You must go through the valley. You must pass through it. And when you pass through it, it says, count it all joy. James 1 verse 2. Count it all joy when, he didn't say if, when you fall into diverse trials. When? Count it all joy. You know why you should count it all joy? Because scripture says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in. Weeping may endure for the night. You are weeping now. But you know, rejoice because in the morning, you shall laugh again. Morning must come. After night, it is morning. <laughs> so it is but for a while. You won't always be in the valley. It is for a while. You will always be broke. You look at your bank account, you see minus zero, zero, you would always be broke. It is for a while. It is for a moment. Count it all joy. Scripture says, who for the joy is set before him. Endure the difficult times. Endure the cross. So you have to endure. Those are the scriptures that give you strength and comfort when you are passing through. Light will shine on your path. Hallelujah. You are coming out of the valley. You are coming out of, tell your neighbor, you are coming out of the valley. You will not always be on this level. You are coming out. And when you come out of the valley, you are coming out to a table. <laughs> you come out to a table all prepared for you. Verse 5. Hey, he prepares a table before me.
me in the presence of my enemies. You are not just, see, your enemies thought that you, you would not survive the valley. They thought your situation was hopeless. You will never come out of the valley. But you didn't just come out. You didn't just survive. You came out big. You came out to a table. All prepared for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> As if that one is not enough. So after the table, God now chooses to anoint you for overflow. Ah, oh, you are not getting it. God chooses to anoint you for overflow. So it goes like this. This is the life of a righteous man. Praise God. So how did you even get to the valley? How did you get there? Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1. How did you get to the valley? Because some people just believe that when things are bad, it cannot be God. Scripture says the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Brought me out. Out of where? Out of the mountain. <laughs> set me down. Down the valley. You know, I, I, I remember in 2017, Things were good. We were still at Global Harvest Church. Ah, things were good. Yeah, it was good, 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 but we were okay. We were fine. Whatever we need, we have it. You know, we could not travel abroad, though, but we were okay. We were very good. Until it was time to leave. My husband had this dream. And God gave me the interpretation of the dream. So we both understood that it was time. So we began praying. And then so 2017, December, we left. And then Christmas started in 2018. Ha! Ah, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> if I tell you what is on my mind. Ha! Ah, 2018. 2019 I never want to see that kind of year again in my life ah both grace made and us <laughs> it is well somebody say it is well it is well it is well so we came out and all of a sudden we were prepared for it because he was out of salary, you know, out of job. And I was the only one working. And things were not the same. It was not good. It was not good. Until 2020, things began to get better. Later 2020. And then 2021 and all of that. That is the life of the righteous man. Of the Lord came upon me. If you look at the life of Job, Job was a righteous man. And Job was the wealthiest, wealthiest in his time. Job had no competition when it comes to wealth, riches. No competition. Was the wealthiest. Everything, everywhere good. Everything was good for Job. Business, family, everything good. And all of a sudden, the devil was angry, envious of him. He said, ah, this guy. God, I'm going to try him. I'm going to try this guy. And all of a sudden, in one day, he lost everything. Everything that has been good became bad in one day. The life of a righteous man. 
Job never spoke a word against God. In fact, he, he, he said, he said, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. And after that time passed, God restored him double folds. Double. He came out of it big. Out of the valley. Check out David. If you check out the life of David. The moment the anointing came upon David, ha! Ah, things just. David first got a job at the palace. Imagine this, my brother. Uh, oh my God. Just come and help me get off this thing. Thank you. Imagine Matthew got a job uh, at Asorok and say, uh, Brother Matthew, please come and help us to be playing for Baba. When Baba is tired and Baba gets home, maybe he just wants to rest, you know, you playing keyboard. You sure you're good on this thing now? Uh-uh. So you play keyboard for Baba, you know, so Baba can sleep. You understand? Can you manage maybe 1.5 per month? Can you manage that? You manage it. Don't worry, as time goes on. Hmm? <laughs> so he got a job at the palace and began to play for the king. The guy was happy. And after that, a problem arose, national problem. And by the reason of the anointing, it was only David that had the courage to face that problem, to solve that problem the reason of the anointing and after David solved that problem boom ha everywhere David 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 everywhere the guy became a star all of a sudden hey David 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 everybody knew David such a young age the guy was bowling and you know the king had made a promise that whoever will knock out this guy will marry my daughter so David not only the fame became an in-law to the king and became someone that thank you and became someone that 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 uh, uh, that started eating on the same table with the king come on what a life Everything was good. It was good. And even on top of that, he became a mighty man of Allah, commander of the army. Every war, any war that David fights, wins. Became very good in fighting wars. Very good. Ha! That's how the king became very envious of him because he became a threat to the throne. And his problem started. And he started running for his life. And from the palace, from royalty, he started living in caves. He started hiding. In fact, he had to pretend to be mad when he saw the Philistines. Just to preserve his life. He was tough. He became a fugitive. Do you know what it means to become a fugitive? Nobody must see you. Because you don't know who is your friend. He said, like, I, I saw David do. Ah, I saw he started hiding. He started hiding for years until God restored him and gave him the truth. Another one was Joseph. You know how Joseph turned out? The guy was his father's favorite. Coat of many colors. Good boy. Everything was good. Okay. In Joseph's house, Joseph Lomoton saw, you know, uh -uh. Joseph was the man. Until the problem started and they sold him out. For years, Joseph's situation was hopeless. 
was very hopeless. He took only God. Hopeless. And then God restored Joseph. Big time, in a big way. The life of the righteous man. Praise God. So look at Ezekiel 37. Let's continue verse 2. Let's go there now. Since then he caused me to pass by them all around. The bones, the dry bones now. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. Ezekiel did not say that they were dry. He added very. Ah, if you see those bones, they were scattered pieces, pieces. You don't even know who is who. One head will be there. His arm will be there. You don't even know where the arm is. Pieces of bones. Very dry bones. And look in the next verse. Hopeless situation. And he said to me, that's God now. Son of man, can these bones live? You wonder that kind of question. When you see those, I'm guessing that <laughs> Ezekiel looked at those bones after the question. See? Yeah. These ones. <sighs> you know when God <laughs> wants to show himself, he makes your situation the most hopeless in the world. See, can, can these bones live? Which We are talking about these bones. <laughs> the guy, he answered, Lord, only you know that one. Because to him, it looked impossible. I said, okay, well, you, you know. Next verse. I love this verse. And again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones. this verse, prophesy to these bones. You know, to me, I, I, I was wondering, <laughs> why why would God bring a man into the valley to come and prophesy? Does that mean that God cannot do it all by himself? After all, it's God. He can do, he doesn't need any man's permission to do anything. God is God. He brought a man to come and prophesy before he can cause a shift to happen. No, no, no. You know, and God was not asking, can these bones live? Do you know what that means? Because just like Pastor said last week, it is not everyone who needs help wants to be helped. Some people are comfortable in that wheelchair and will be there for 38 years. that they need help no <laughs> hey Jacob told his son Esau he said and when you become restless you shall break his yoke off thy neck some people are in a position that they need help but they are not restless So when, when you become restless, he says, and he said to me, prophesy to these bones. If you, if, you, if you really need your situation to change, if you really need help, God wants to do it. He can do it. But if you need help, before God, will, Jesus will heal. He said, what do you want me to do for you? Do you really want it? So you do something, make a move if you want help. Prophesy to these bones. Let's look at verse 7. Let's, let's, let's jump to verse 7. Are you getting blessed? 
He said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And I prophesied. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly, a rattling. And the bones came together. The head went to meet arm over there. Bones were coming together, joining right there in the presence of Ezekiel. And I, as I, as I was commanded, I prophesied. God just needs you to prophesy for a for there to be a shift, for there to be a change or a turnaround in that situation. God needs you to prophesy. So when you prophesy, things begin to happen in the realm of the spirit just prophesy there is a noise and then a rattling bulls begin to come together scripture says you, you shall decree a thing ah yeah I remember Ephesians 3 20 it says, it says and now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly far above anything that you imagine according to that power that work. what power do you think that scripture was talking about have you ever thought about it have you sat down to think about it the power to decree you don't know what power you have and you are there in that situation and the situation you are looking at each other like this you and the situation you have the power to decree you shall decree a thing and it shall be established it shall be established you just decree it. It says, and light will shine on your path. It means that when you decree, every form of darkness vanishes. That's Job 22, 28. You shall decree them. Jesus called out Lazarus from the grave. It says, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus arose. The thing is, if you do not speak to that situation, that situation will remain the same. Lazarus would have remained in the grave if Jesus did not call him out. It will remain the same. You will be looking at each other. God who gives life to the dead calls those things that be not as though they were. God calls things to existence. How much more you? God calls this. Calls things. Let there be light. Let there be day. Let there be night. And everything formed. Everything formed. Your life is without form and void. And you cannot call. You can't comfort. You don't have a job. You have been out of job for so long. You can't comfort. You are 40, you don't have a car. You are 40, you don't have a car. And you are looking at your situation like that. Ah. No. God said prophesy. Praise God. Prophesy. Verse 8. Let's look at verse 8. Verse 8. Let's look at it. It says, indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in there. So indeed, things were happening. You know, bones have come together, the flesh have covered them. They are looking at human beings, but there was no life in them. They cannot breathe. They cannot stand. They cannot talk. There was no life. They were still lying down dead. But even though things look like they are changing. Right? Right? So it means that when you prophesy or when you make confessions, you might not see what is happening in the realm of the spirit, but things are happening. 
the confessions that you are making has not come to life, has not come to reality. You have not seen it happen. You are still confessing. You are still confessing. Do you even have confession? Do you have a daily confession? Pastor was very much in the spirit when he came up to take confession. It was as if he saw my notes. And he knew nothing. Just came up to take confession. You should have confessions that shape your future. Confessions that are shaping your future, that are shaping your life. Because right now, your life is, is without form. So you need confession to shape it, to form it. That's the way the earth was. It was without form. So God began to call things forth. You need daily confession. Before my children go to school, you have confession. They have confessions. They will say it. Have a daily confession. So even though I have not seen them come to reality, so the problem some people have is that even when you are confessing, you have been confessing for two years, you have been confessing for three years, for four years, you have not seen it manifest. They stop because there is no breath in it. There is no. It does not become tangible. You have not seen it happen. So they stop. So this thing is not even working. Just confessing. Confessing. But you do know that things are happening in the spirit. They stop. They give up. Look at verse. Next verse. Verse 9. They give up. Look at it. And also he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Do you know what that means? Prophesy to the bread, son of man, thus said the Lord. So, he, he, God, oh, Jesus was healing a blind man, and then he, he spat on his face and touched the eyes and said, Yeah, open. And the man opened. He said, ah, I see men, I see men walking like trees. So, Jesus said, Ah, he's not finished. Touch again. And then he saw me. He saw clearly. Jesus knows. God knows that the work he has started, he's not done. He's not finished. God knows. But scripture says that he that began the good work in you is faithful to complete it. So he doesn't need you to give up. He needs you to prophesy bread. He needs you to prophesy bread. Don't stop prophesying. Don't stop confessing. Prophesy bread. Because he knows that I'm walking. But you give up too soon. Prophesy bread. What does it mean to prophesy bread? Do you know what I mean? It means prophesy life. Jesus said the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So the word of God is life. The word, if you have a Bible, the word of God is life. So if you, if, if you don't even know the word of God, there's a problem. So how does your situation change when you don't know the word, the breath, life to prophesy? Prophesy, breath, Praise God. Hallelujah. So verse 9. Verse 9. Prophesy bread. Son of man. And say to the bread. Thus said the Lord. Come forth. Four winds, O breath, breathe on this slain that they may live. Verse 10. Let's go to verse 10. Awesome scripture. The scripture is powerful. It says, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath hey, came into them. 
see, when I read this particular verse, it was like a veil was taken off my face. He said, they, they stood upon their feet. God. So this, this, this bones, the scripture says, they are not just great, and exceedingly great army and the Holy Spirit said to me you don't know who you are no no you don't some of you he says who you are now what you are now is nothing compared to what you shall become he says it has not yet appeared what we shall be it has not yet appeared I has not seen no ear has heard it has not entered into any man's heart the things that God has prepared for you you don't know who you are those miserable four lepers they were just going they were just they were going in fear in fear into the enemy's camp and the enemies heard the noise of a mighty army rushing to them miserable four lepers walking in fear they were not even running you don't know <laughs> the power you don't know you are just you know the angel he appeared to Gideon and he said, mighty man of valor. And the guy looked like this. Are you talking to me? <laughs> the Philistines, they are oppressing us. He started complaining. He started complaining about the things that he can see happening now. But God called him mighty man. You don't know that you are the one that God will even use to save your nation. You, it, the, what you see now is nothing compared. God said, the scripture says, an exceedingly great, I mean, dead, dry bones. You think your situation is hopeless. Joseph did not know how, he, his, his situation was very hopeless. Did not know how to come out of the valley. You don't know who you are. If they had told Joseph that you would be next to Pharaoh, he would say, what? Just like Gideon doubted. All you just need to do is to prophesy and keep prophesying. Lay your hands upon your head and begin to prophesy. Begin to prophesy breath, life, the life of God into that situation. Begin to prophesy. Ha! Kalima shota kaliye sotoli egedebere. Repa yaka soto rekatiye de suba lakaya bara. I'm like a city set upon a hill. I cannot be hidden. Ha! Magi kabo shata. I am coming out of the valley. Maseketo. It is time for the world to hear my voice. Lay your hands
situations it's coming to an end in the name of Jesus Christ oh thank you heavenly father we give you praise and all the glory for deliverance oh for empowerment we thank you Lord in the name of Jesus as the angel of the Lord held Peter by the hand and brought him out of the prison and brought him into the city I declare over you that the hand of the Lord will bring you out of the deep waters in the name of Jesus he will bring you into a broad place a place of fulfillment a place of destiny in the name of Jesus Christ before the end of this year the Lord will change your situation in the name of Jesus you will sing a new song in Jesus name oh God we give you all the praise give God all the praise hallelujah thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast we're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message please subscribe to the show or share us podcast like and share as well you can also find pastor show on instagram at Sheung Oshibeso or at Grace Made NG.